I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to once again remind you of these shows happening in Melbourne at the Comedy Republic, Saturdays at 4pm, the one you're about to listen to. Very, very funny. Imagine how much fun it would be if you're in the room. So go to joshearl.com.au for tickets. That's joshearl.com.au for tickets. The lineup this week uh, coming up. Uh, so you're going to hear Tom Gleason, Randy, Zan Rowe, and Grace Jarvis. And now this week coming up, Saturday the 30th of January, is going to be Geraldine Hickey, Peter Hellier, Greg Larson, and Tom Ballard. So make sure you get a ticket and come on down. Hey, if you can't uh, come on down because you're not in Melbourne, you can always become a Patreon subscriber. So go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. Help me keep the lights on in this podcast. Hey, enjoy this episode. It's super funny. Great venue. Great sound. Enjoy. Welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl. I'm not sure if I'm pulling off this shirt or not. What do you reckon, is it? It's it's okay? Oh, good, 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 good. Hey, hey, thank you uh, for coming. If this is your first time to the podcast, make some noise. If it's your first time ever to the podcast... Oh, welcome, welcome. It's, it's, it's lots of fun, and that's a good noise over there. That was great. Whoop, whoop, that was great. Hey, what I do at the start of every show is I find other Josh Earls in the world and discover what they've been doing this week. And uh, my old mate, the felon back in Colorado, uh, <laughs> he got in trouble again, uh, this time arrested for public intoxication and obstructing a police officer while playing loud music and using obscene language. Come on, cops, I off him. <laughs> He's celebrating Biden's victory. Like, just, he sounds like a fun hang. Anyway, uh, so what's been going on? This is the first live show back in, uh, in some time. Everyone doing all right? Everyone, we all survived. We're all here. We're all sitting next to each other. How weird is that? <laughs> it's so great. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to bring out four very funny, funny people. Can you please give them all the applause? Our first guest shares his name with the head chef of a Dublin restaurant called Bunsen who was officially crowned Best Burgers in Dublin by Time Out Dublin. Can you please welcome him? It's Tom Gleeson, everyone! Yes! Hey, I'm Tom. from Dublin! <laughs> <laughs> to be sure. Do you know about this guy? No, no, I don't know about him. I know there's a rugby player in Ireland, yeah. apparently. Uh, there's a cinematographer, uh, also in Sydney. I like that one, because every now and then... I turn up in credits. Oh, nice. And it says director of photography, Tom Gleeson. Yeah. And everyone's like, do you do that as well? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> now, I was talking about lockdown just before. You were very lucky in lockdown. You were out. You were out and about. Yes. Like so you... some people say I abandoned Victoria, but I was in Sydney when it kicked off. Yep. And I chose not to come back because I'm not a fucking idiot. Well, this was my... I know Americans are going, hang on, I better go back to the US for solidarity. <laughs> well, I was talking to Ann Emmons the other day and we had a theory. And see, see if this is right. We were, we were right. getting into some conspiracy theorists, which, you know, that's pretty cool in 2021, right? Yeah, they're all true. Do you know how the AFL kind of left... Victoria went up to Brisbane two days before the announcement was made. Yes. Because they obviously got a tip off this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe once you win the gold logie, you get a tip off. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just go. Well, I left a week before the AFL. Well, that's because well, I had already found out. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Summers rang me up <laughs> and he said, It's just about to, shit is about to hit the fan, Tom. You've got to go north of the border. It'll be you, me, Bert. <laughs> We'll let Denya turn up. <laughs> we'll just all of us will accumulate north, try to get a tan, and we'll go back when that shit has blown over. Give it Tom Gleason, everyone. 
Our next guest joining us is a broadcaster who shares her name with the team leader at the Melbourne Library here in Melbourne. Could you please welcome from Double J and Bang On, it's Zan Rose! I can't believe you hey, found Zan. someone who shares my name. Well, and she's in Malvern. She's, she's very close by. But it's... Wow. Look, it's, it's not <laughs> Zan Rose. Okay. But it's, it's your actual name. Right. Oh yeah, okay. Which we won't, we won't let these people know. What no, you, you l- it's on Wikipedia. It's I, well, Su- I, Susanna. That's where I found yeah. it. But still, uh, yeah. That's where I do all my research for the show. <laughs> Wikipedia. That's where I do all my research as well. Wikipedia and LinkedIn. So that's uh, big. So yeah. So uh, you don't know about this person at all. Then. I don't. She go Is, to the library. Am I living a double life? Yeah. I could easily be a librarian though. That's the thing. Just I would love that line. Yeah. yeah. The ju- is it the Dewey Decimal System that they use there? It sure is. See? <laughs> How would I know that? How would I know that? Do you want to say a number? I'll see if I know. No. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what book it is? Yeah, I could tell you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll try. 658. 658, that's in the sciences. So <laughs> you, you've got a science degree, so you yeah. might know that. So it's uh, human body stuff. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> this is great. No one's going to check, are they? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Sounds true. It's the one thing you can't Q-Long look up online. Said it's <laughs> hey, our next guest shares her name with the personal assistant of Robert Walters, who is the UK Serena Russo, if you know about job network things. Can you please welcome it to Grace Jarvis? Hello. Hi, Grace. How are you? Good. I'm you got, good. You got on the stool. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm. I'm not. I'm very worried about falling off. It's a lot of ab strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert Walters. Mm-hmm. Do you, does anyone know who Serena Russo is? Does anyone had to do stuff with Serena Russo? Yeah. Do you know Serena Russo, Grace? Yeah, I think she's from Brisbane. Right? Yes, I think she's a Gold, Co- Gold Coast woman. There was a gig I did in Brisbane where if you liked the gig, like the person on stage, you had to yell out names of Brisbane celebrities in order of goodness. Oh. And number one was Serena Russo. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Stefan the hairdresser come? Uh, pretty low. <laughs> it's not as good rhythm. Wally Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. And finally is a man, well, kind of, who doesn't share his name with anyone else, but he does share his skin with the Dolmio puppets. That is true. Can you please welcome with Randy Feltface? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I... I actually don't anymore. Oh, you used to. You I've sh- had a little bit of work done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now all sort of, I'm feltier than I used to be. So what, the, the Dolmio puppet skin then? How did that yeah. work out? Well, it wasn't great. Oh, no, it was good. I, I just, I, if you don't know what he's talking about, there's these Dolmio freaks that have this kind of smooth skin <laughs> and I had that smooth skin for years and then I thought it looked shit, so then I got new skin. <laughs> And I've never spoken of it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> See, Wikipedia, that's where you get all your stuff <laughs> from. Hey, our first game today is called You Can Quote Me On That. Now, in this round, I'll read a quote from one of you four, because not, not everyone on the panel has a Twitter account. And so this could be from Twitter, it could be from Instagram, it could just be from an interview that you did. Okay? If you, you know, <laughs> if you think you know who said it, Buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. A point to the person who actually wrote it or said it if you're incorrect. So you can't lose points. So don't, don't panic about that. Our first one is this one. Mermaids don't have vaginas, so they can't get sand in them. It makes a lot of sense. Zan. Yes, Zan. Grace? Yes, you are correct, yeah. Grace. Yes. <laughs> we just met too. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke about that backstage. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you pleased with that? You I give off that, of, that kind of vibe? I have a lot of vagina <laughs> tweets. I don't know. <laughs> Someone needs to be covering the market and it's me. <laughs> Randy, you, you, know, you are kind of on Twitter. I, I have a vagina. Oh, sorry. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you kind of are on Twitter. But yeah, you're I'm not, on Twitter. But you're not really. What, what, tell I'm the audience tw- what you're tweeting. Oh. I'm writing a Twitter manifesto in reverse order. So I'm posting it in reverse order so when it's finished, you'll be able to read it in the right order. Yeah. <laughs> right, in the right order. So I'm about halfway through. But it's only one word a day. One or two, sometimes a little phrase if, it, if I think it'll throw people off the scent. But yeah. As a result, I don't have many followers. But it's still... <laughs> it's fun for me! But each tweet's only one singular word. Sometimes, sometimes there's a few. Oh, I, I, do, I do some, some where there's a few words at a time. Do oh. you need to throw people off the scent? Isn't your bio, this is my manifesto? Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's, um, 
There's uh, not it's a lot pretty, of scent. You've made it pretty clear. It is a stinky, stinky <laughs> scent. There's no... Yeah, everyone knows where it is. Question two. Remember in the mid-90s when the Enid Blyton Magic Faraway Tree characters Dick and Fanny had their names changed to Rick and Franny? For my next tour, I'll be changing my name to Cunt. Randy. Great. Yes, that, Randy. That's a Gleason. No, that's you, you dipshit, okay? <laughs> wow. Where, where, on what platform? Yeah, was that part of the manifesto? It was an interview you did for, so, like, uh, I think the oh. UK stand-up scene, some oh, website over there. You, know, you can't dig up interview. <laughs> I don't know what I say in that. They send you yeah. Q&As in an email and they give you a reply to this in a day and you shit something out between cups of tea <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Well, do you want to take that one, Tom? Because that... <laughs> well, you're describing morning TV. It's the same thing. <laughs> People just say shit between cups of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I didn't realise this was dig up obscure quotes. <laughs> it's what the round's about, Randy. Like, <laughs> no one told me in advance. <laughs> All right. If you read out the, I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> Randy's manifesto. <laughs> All right, question three. I've realised when I think I want fish and chips, I just want two potato cakes. That's it. A perfect meal. Grace. Tom. Uh, yes, Tom. Dan. Yes, you are correct. That is yes. Dan. Yes, that's Tom. Yes. That was dinner last night. <laughs> Were you going to say Dan as well? Yeah, yeah. I also, yeah. You have a vibe of potato cake about you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a potato I'm cake round, vibe. orange and deep fried. <laughs> what the hell? With a splash of malt vinegar. <laughs> Delicious. Yep. Potato cakes is one thing that happens on Twitter that if you say it, you, you spend the rest of the evening just saying, potato scallop, I know, but it's actually called potato cake here. Did you get that? Yeah, and you know what? It's weird. I'm glad you asked me that because I've had the potato cake thing. I mean, if you want to get more Twitter followers or just trend, then just write potato cake or potato scallop because it becomes a thing. Yeah, no. Matt O'Kind. But one of the... <laughs> yeah, he always pipes up. Yeah. He always pipes yeah. up. But the thing is that I was actually celebrating the... You know the product, the the yeah. end result. It doesn't matter. They're all the, we all know they're the same, and it just made me think: Why are we so? Why can't we just all get along? Why do we? <laughs> why do we have to look to divide when we can unite around fried potato? Like it, I know it's a potato scallop in some parts of Australia and a potato cake in others. It doesn't matter. It's fucking delicious. That's okay. the end. No, obviously I'm very triggered by all these <laughs> tweets. <laughs> I don't even engage anymore. What no. we need to do? We need to find the first official potato cake. When that was first invented, potato scallop, mm. and that's our new national day. Can I just, before we move on, obviously I do, I do have an issue with this because you can't call something a potato scallop when there's another scallop, which is a fish, in the same shop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I'm a national performer. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a I national tour, broadcaster. I, I tour all around Australia, so I, I just don't even mention it because I don't want to yeah. let anyone know where I am. I just say fish and chips. Did yep. you eat anything else? No, I didn't. Didn't what about flannel or flanny, palmer or palmy? I don't risk any... I just don't talk about that. <laughs> I talk about steaks, sausages, <laughs> I eat apples and oranges. Keep it simple. But that's the thing. This is the weirdest one. Sausage in bread as opposed to sausage sandwich. Who calls it a sausage sandwich? sandwich? Who says sausage sandwich? They do in like New South Wales or Queensland or somewhere. Grace, you're from Queensland. Have you heard sausage sandwich? I am from Queensland. Notice how I adapted. Yeah. <laughs> I said potato cake in my vague insult to Zan, and yeah. <laughs> I think I should be applauded for my. <laughs> You've assimilated. I've assimilated. assimilated. Give it up. I spent six months in lockdown in Melbourne, and now I'm local. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Just had diarrhea in a graveyard, so it's almost like I am in Edinburgh after all. Uh, Zan. Yes, Zan. Tom. No, that was Grace Jarvis. Damn it. <laughs> cruel, cruel, and unusual. <laughs> I am, you, I, I'm insulted that you thought it was me, actually. <laughs> can, can, can we unpack it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need, to, we need well more detail, <laughs> I think. Well, what it happened? was uh, early August, so I was upset that I wasn't in Edinburgh for the Grand Edinburgh Fringe, and I was walking around a graveyard in my one hour of exercise, and um, I had diarrhoea, and then I fell on a tree and scraped my hands and then I called my friend Erin and I was like, I'm having the worst day. And she was like, you should tweet about that. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> See, Tom, this could have been you in Melbourne lockdown if you didn't 
take off on us. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be shitting your pants. I didn't leave. I was already gone. Yeah. <laughs> when you see an explosion, you don't run towards it, do you? <laughs> you don't think, I should bury myself in the rubble. You don't. You stay at a safe distance. That's wasn't what it, I did. Wasn't it an explosion, Grace? Or was it just... No, I will... I <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing overalls, oh. so that was oh. an entirely... That was a whole thing. Wow. <laughs> that would really keep it contained. The problem, yeah. <laughs> the problem was that I was lost in the graveyard. It's, it's not a big graveyard, but I couldn't find the exit. And so I was trying to get out, and there's... Anyway. <laughs> One of the worst days of my life. Thanks for bringing it up, Josh. You tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and we will continue to bring it up for the rest of the show. All right, question five. There is no God. Grace. Yes, Grace. Randy. No, Tom Gleason there. <laughs> point there, oh, Tom. Really? Oh, wow, that sounded like that? definite manifesto yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Short, sharp, and to the point. Yeah. That's <laughs> weird for me to say a premise and not a punchline. That's very unlike me. You were replying to Todd Sampson. Oh, it was a reply? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's still out there. Still, you still said it. <laughs> that's a reply. That's that's not a tweet. That's just, that's just fucking chaff. Well, I can't just tweet, hey, another sellout show in Brisbane or something like that, which you're like, <laughs> yeah. sorry. When you become as successful as me, you no longer have to contribute in a creative way to the platform. Oh. You can just plug shit, like your show that we're at now, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you unappreciative bastard. I gave you a fucking signal, mate. Oh, thank I you very amplified... Much. Your project! I'm very grateful, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Next question. Toilet paper has run out, so now I'm bulk buying white bread and emodium. <laughs> Zan. Yes, Zan. Sorry, Grace. You would think it was Grace, but no, it was Tom. <laughs> it was Tom Lisa. <laughs> yes. And I wasn't plugging a gig. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, it was when toilet paper was running, running Oh, low. I was trying to be topical. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've been bulk buying that for years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a stack. How'd you go, Randy, with toilet paper? You don't have legs, so you'd be fine, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not some sort of <laughs> vaginalist mermaid <laughs> over here. <laughs> I shit like everybody else, <laughs> often in graveyards. <laughs> Exclusively. Okay. Uh, <laughs> question uh, seven. Big fan of iceberg lettuce. Randy. Yes, Randy. Zan? You are correct. Yes! Zan. Put for Randy. Everyone's scored now. I'm really, um, I've got a theme. I am a music journalist, yeah. but there's definitely a theme to my tweets. I reckon you should swap over. You, are, you clearly have a gift. Host of MasterChef 2021. <laughs> but look, I will agree. Iceberg lettuce, very underrated in the lettuce world. I don't understand. What? Again, an, a tweet that got a lot of hate. Why yeah. do people hate iceberg lettuce? Iceberg lettuce is great. White bread's great. White bread's great. Emodium's great. Oh, sourdough. Let's give that a go. Yeah. Why? Why, why have a fight with your sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you can just have a white bread sandwich and you can just eat it. <laughs> it's a treat. You bite into it and it just it just it departs from the sandwich. <laughs> is it a... <laughs> Any food that kind of dissolves without chewing is really great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, iceberg lettuce, I think it's very... We've all tried to move on with your, your spinach, your baby spinach, your rocket, cos. Get out. Oh, yeah. come on. Don't get going on cos. Cos, cos works. Cos is... Radicchio, though. Ridiculous. Mm. What? Radicchio? Or is it radicchio? I don't know any other kinds of lettuce. It's the purple <laughs> one. It's a, it's a bit of lettuce. It's a bit of lettuce. It doesn't work. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. I'm going into retirement. I'm going to slip into obscurity, become a recluse and live in a cow. Just come out <laughs> sporadically for liturgical dances. Grace. Yes, Grace. Randy. You are correct. That was Randy, yes. <laughs> okay. Live in a cow. <laughs> live in a cow. That's, yeah. that's I, the point. Where are you getting these points? <laughs> You must do a lot of these Q and A's, but you do. don't think about and what I you're doing. I write things and then forget them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I just live in a cow. <laughs> you're the only one that would fit in a cow. Well, yes. <laughs> Let's do a visual <laughs> gag for a podcast. <laughs> That's why they buy tickets, mate. I they don't mind. They know how big you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question nine. I've fallen in love with my purple bin. Grace. Yes, Grace. Zan? No, that's Tom Gleason. Another <laughs> point there for Tom, yes. yes. What's the purple bin? <laughs> what? Glass. 
Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> clank, 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 clank. Oh, it was the best one ever. I loved it when the purple bin turned up. It was great. We don't have it where I'm living yet. Oh, really? I, I want the purple bin. Oh, we'll see I don't use the purple bin as much. Oh, really? Oh. The yellow bin chockers. The purple bin, maybe a third full. How much beer do you drink every week? Uh, a lot. Mm. But that's why I'm happy with it. Because it's like, I used to, the yellow bin used to get too full. So full I'd have to set fire to all the uh, paper. Because <laughs> <laughs> I live out in the country. Yeah. I don't do it like I'm a- out of town. So I'd set fire to all, I'd get all the cardboard boxes, burn them, like scorched earth policy, and then have to, so the glass could fill up. Now I've got the purple bin. I'm fine. But you know what the worst part is? It's once a month. Once a month? Yeah, the purple bin's once a month. Josh. So since when can you burn things out in the country and it's okay? Uh, as, uh, well, this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, as long as it's not a total five man, you're allowed to just go for it. I mean, as a courtesy, you can ring the local CFA, but you don't have to. I do. I ring them up and say, I'm going to burn shit in my yard today. <laughs> Is it more like, do you want to come and have a watch? Well, well, they do. Yeah. Oh, well, look, they don't. Your neighbours do. Your neighbours come out and say, can I throw shit on as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You set fire to shit. People are like, oh, can I throw some shit on? You're like, sure. Crowd gathers. <laughs> I, we had an incinerator when I was growing up. That's how, And it was the same thing. You just chuck all the evidence on there. You yeah. never have to see it again. <laughs> Beautiful. I highly recommend it. You should do it here, and um, and you'll have less waste. I'm just saying. No. Well, I, well, you're recycling, but you're recycling your cardboard into black smoke. Yeah. Is that <laughs> environmentally? Is it not good though? Oh, it's it's not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> but the way I see it, uh, if you look at our government's policy, we as Australians are just fucking up the planet royally. So why not just contribute your own little bit? So you, instead of feeling this existential pang in your heart, you're like, why can't we be doing more? If you just, like, contribute to the problem, you don't feel as bad about it anymore. You're like, fuck it, I'm part of the problem. Because when Comedy Festival, like, got cancelled last year, I had a lot of paper in my house I didn't know what to do with. Oh, you I know. had, like, thousands of flyers and posters. Oh, those glossy flyers. I made a... A lot of weird coloured flames come out of that. <laughs> I made a paper mache volcano with mine, um, so I, that's a recommended approach. <laughs> did you set fire to it? Uh, I put it in the bin afterwards. I did. I just wanted to do some craft. <laughs> oh, craft! That's what I throw in the fire too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the children's craft go. Oh yeah. man, there's nothing more pleasing than watching very average artworks <laughs> go up in flames. <laughs> Cleansing. And our last question for this round, not to shit on my man Kermit, but there are literally so few songs about rainbows. <laughs> Tom. Yes, Tom. Randy. No, it was Suck shit! Yes! yes! I, didn't, I didn't answer just to see if one of you feltest bastards would come in. It was my man. My man Kermit. It Never met him. <laughs> Is is he is he the top dog though of the? <sighs> of the you, uh, so I'll ask another question then. Are you sick of answering questions about about Sesame Street? Yes. Okay. Great. How many have you got? I, I've <laughs> I've got like four more cards. That's fine. But fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you don't blink, so I can't outstare you. So here we go. <laughs> At the end of that round, the scores are Zan on one point. Give it for Zan. Randy also on one point. Grace on three points, but in the lead on four points is Tom Gleason. Very good. All right, this round is called. I've got to fire up one point. Fuck it, come on. (laughs) Been having a cup of tea, hanging back. Let's do this. This round is called the movie round without Margaret and David. Okay, in this round. We talk about the silver screen, the movies, the films. And today, we're talking about an incident that happened to Grace Jarvis. Now, Grace and a friend went to the cinemas together, but what happened at the cinema that put Grace in a very bad mood? Was it A, the theatre was full of kids, and two seats down from Grace was a parent with a newborn. Halfway through, it needed to be changed, but instead of taking it out of the theatre, the mother just did it in the theatre. She bundled up in a plastic bag, but then sat that soiled nappy in the bag in the dividing seat between herself and Grace. That is A. B. She arranged to meet a friend there, and when the friend came, they had with them their friend. That friend was the singer, Ben Lee. (laughs) That's all to that one. And C. (laughs) 
20 minutes into the film, her best friend leant across and said, sorry, I forgot to tell you, I start work in half an hour. I'll see you later. Leaving Grace alone watching Detective Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of these is real. You want to try and get the real story out of Grace, but bear in mind, she wants to get it wrong, so she gets your point. You don't have to answer together. You can answer individually. You can ask her as many questions as you want. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. The way you phrased the the round really made it seem like it was going to be a glamorous tale about someone who was in (laughs) movies. (laughs) This is just, I've been to a movie. (laughs) Grace, you've already announced that you shit yourself in in graveyards. Oh, boy. So the glamorous train has long bolted. (laughs) Was was the cinema near a graveyard? (laughs) (laughs) It was Brisbane. They're all near graveyards. Okay, all right. So with the, the, the baby shit scenario... How how far into the movie was it that that, that she changed her child? Fairly early. Fairly early on. Like there was that we hadn't reached the climax of the film, I would say. Right, and you were so you're sitting here. There's a seat between you. Then there she is. Yeah. If we if uh, you were me yeah. and I was the parent, it would be like here. There. Yeah. And she's changed <laughs> the baby there. Yeah. And then put the shit the nappy in a bag and left it there. Yes. For the duration of the film. Yes. And you didn't move seats. <laughs> I well. I was mad about the whole situation, so I sort of stayed as a matter of principle. <laughs> wow, you showed her. <laughs> <laughs> when you shat yourself in the <laughs> in the cemetery, did you leave it in your pants to teach yourself a lesson? <laughs> I showed me. I don't know. It was arranged seating. There were people <laughs> around. I didn't want to fuck with the system. Right. How, how busy was the cinema? How full was it? Fairly full, you know, Detective Pikachu, popular film. Okay. Okay, so the third one is the only time Josh referenced Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Which was the one where your mate fucked off after half an hour. Yes. Mm. Right, so you might have just outed yourself. Well, I... (laughs) Well, maybe. There was a movie going in all three. And yeah, I would say it was Detective yeah, Pikachu. It was the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but was it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that many movies. I mean, <laughs> it was three different incidents and all three times I went to see Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, did Ben Lee watch all the previews? Or no. did he turn up ha- like after the film had started? That's why I was mad was because they were late yeah. and... I missed the previews yeah. because they were late and there was Benley. Okay, and did he have an acoustic <laughs> guitar and did he just start he playing? He did. He didn't a- play out of the it. case? He didn't play it, but he had it on him. Oh, okay. It was ominous. You can't relax when a man's carrying you a You thought guitar. at any point he might do a it's little like live session. It's like a gun session. in the back, yeah. yeah. That's frightening. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Wow. What's your friend's relationship with Ben Lee? How do they know one another? Well, it was they had been at a party. She'd been at a party and then Ben Lee was at the party also. And then he had uh, like another day before he had to go to wherever he lives. And so she just like was like, we're going to see Detective Pikachu. And so he came along. <laughs> with his sister. Oh, right. Did he say we're all in this together? <laughs> <laughs> He did not. I was mad mostly because I had just gone through a breakup and I wanted to just hang out with my friend and watch Detective... I was just like, I just want to go to the movies and watch Detective Pikachu. I want to see the previews. And then she was like, can I bring my boyfriend? And I was like, I guess. And then she was like, she turned up. She had her boyfriend and Ben Lee. And I was like, well, this is a whole new dynamic. (laughs) I don't know how to make small talk with this man. The last time he was in the Hottest 100, I was about seven years old. I've got nothing for you. I so thought for a second there, I thought you said that Ben Lee was the boyfriend. No, no, he was. And an I was going to go take that Ioni Sky. We've got a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so you really like Ben Lee? I have no opinion on Ben Lee. Oh, okay, <laughs> I do. Are you worried? <laughs> <it'll> <laughs> <laughs> Are you worried it'll get back to Ben Lee via Zan Rowe? Yeah. <laughs> do you chat often? I do know Ben, so I'm really just soaking all this up. <laughs> I was. It was more about how I was in the moment. I was like, you, in all, any other sort of situation, perhaps I would have been excited to see. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he would have invited you to go to some ayahuasca. He went to ayahuasca. <laughs> he was wearing a felt hat. I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the third one? <laughs> the friend went to work. Said, oh, I've got to go to work. I've got a half hour, and then I've got to go. What? Mm. What was the plot point at that moment? How far into Detective Pikachu were you when she bailed? 
Well, uh, one the the female character, the one female character had turned up. Mm. She'd said one of her badly written lines because yeah. no one who's ever who's writing a Pikachu movie has ever spoken to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she was like, I've got a bail. And I was like, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not sure who, why we came here. I think that's quite harsh on those uh, guys who wrote that film. I'm sure they spoke to their mums. Like, hey, <laughs> Mom, get out! <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a feature yeah. film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining what women think. <laughs> to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Do people think they know what they're going to lock in? Do they think they know some answers here? Oh yeah, it's <coughs> yeah. I think it's the last one. You think it's But I also, it's so long ago that we were presented with the three options. I can't, they're all blurred into one. Do I don't think it's Ben Lee. You don't think it's Ben Lee? Well, no. I'm the opposite. I, I, I'm more thinking it's Ben Lee because you put a lot of effort into that. <laughs> Whereas I think that, I think the nappy one, I just don't think anyone would ever do that. I just don't think... Like, oh. <laughs> oh, I've done it. Oh, I've done there it. A, I know. Uh, and, and the people, you, you don't have kids. You're like, oh, oh, I reckon that would work. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just no way you'd impose that on anyone else. You'd, you'd, go, to, you'd go to a corner of the cinema or out, or, or you'd use it as a chance to get out of the fucking now film. Now, this is a scoop. Tom Gleason having faith in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is it makes me feel like you had to go to a, a bub session where, where they... <laughs> Which means that's your fucking fault. Because yeah. <laughs> you went to the 10 a.m. mums and bubs session and then complained about it. So that, that would be on you. So it's preferable that that's not true. For your own dignity. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? Okay. All right, Randy, what do you reckon? I'm ABC. going Ben Lee because of the felt hat detail. <laughs> ben Lee? Yes. Okay. I'm thinking Ben Lee too. I'm going to lock that one All in. All right, and Zan? What do you think? A, B or C? I'm going to go C. Okay, so the correct answer was B, Ben Lee. Yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> How long ago? Um, it was like the begin, like beginning of 2019. Right. I was like, he t he, they turned up, they were late. I missed <laughs> all the previews. I was like, what, what am I going to do? Make small talk with Ben Lee now? He was like, I'm jet lagged. I'm like, oh, I bet you are, Ben Lee. <laughs> 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 I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> And he said, I'm made of atoms, you're made of atoms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know these references. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love right. I just love the way you feel like you're referring to this singer from a long time ago. <laughs> 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 what do you think of Kamal? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who it is, do you? I know, it's fun, isn't it? Can is it from Little Things, like Big Things Grow? <laughs> Kamal reference on a podcast. How often do you reckon Kamal gets, yeah. gets a nod these days? <laughs> Like this is this is that's a groundbreaking moment. Well, he's mentioned Daryl Summers and Kamal. You wait, like your mate Ozzy's going to get mentioned soon. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me for entertaining a very broad audience. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm not as niche and unsuccessful as yourselves. <laughs> I I just learned about Ozzy the ostrich last night, so I am <laughs> across this reference. Oh, yeah. Where? Like, oh, shit, what conversation was that? I'm yes. so pleased with myself. <laughs> I was like, how many ostriches were there on the show? And they were like, just one. And I was like, but there was also a duck. And he, they were like, yeah, there was a duck. And I was like, how many women were there on the show? And they were like, well, one at a time. Uh, <laughs> there was Jack, Jackie McDonald. Ding dong. Denise Drysdale. Yeah. And Kamal. Then, uh, then there was the guy who went on Red Faces who was half a woman, half a man either side. And he switched <laughs> over and sang it like uh, the Captain Tennille. Okay, this uh, wasn't covered in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lavinia Nixon did it for a bit. The end of that show. Uh, <laughs> hey, at the end of the round, the scores are Zan, you're on one point. Randy's on two points. Grace on four points. He's still in the lead, though, on five points. It's Tom Gleason. All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you will get a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you'll say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you'll say nah. You can ask them as many questions as you want. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, the person who the fact is or is not about gets the point. So, to Randy. Hello. Hello. Now, Zan once had a job where she was to cold call millionaires and try to convince them to invest in an oil drill. She hated it, but one of the joys of the job was some of her co-workers would use this as an opportunity to try and secure themselves a rich husband because according to office folklore, one of the previous workers had done just this. <laughs> yeah or nah? You can ask a question. What organisation is this that has a whole lot of 
phone numbers of millionaires? Uh, it was in America, and I think apparently the National Library of Congress, because of taxation reasons, lists the personal details of everyone who's earned over a certain amount. So and marketers can just call, call, cold call people. Wow. Yeah. What is the general response? Just give us a general response from an American millionaire when you cold call them um, to ask them to in, in Don't death. fucking call here again. <laughs> but not from them, usually from their housekeeper. Um, and, yeah, we would call in the uh, a certain time of day in L.A. and then we'd stop for a minute and then we'd uh, hit the East Coast and what, what hit the New York millionaires. What year was this? When were you living in the States? Um, 1997, I think this was. What, uh, what uh, work visa were you on there? Well, <laughs> interestingly, I was, wasn't on a work visa, which is why I was doing this weird job deep in the San Fernando Valley. And just so you know, Grace, 1997, Ben Lee released uh, Breathing Tornadoes. <laughs> so just so you know, that was... <laughs> Big cool. that year. I wasn't born, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Jesus. I'll look it up when I get it. Um, <laughs> so the, the the worker who bagged themselves a millionaire from calling cold calling, were you a friend of that co-worker? Was she they a, was it just the folklore that someone had bagged themselves? No, she'd been there a couple of years ago, and I think that you know she just had a voice that that caught an ear. That was why I'd got the job because someone had walked into the store that I was working at while I had a visa um, and guessed that I was an Australian um, yeah. and thought that they could uh, – apparently, like, they used people with accents because Americans were less likely to hang up if they were confused. Right. Um, wow. <laughs> so they would wait a second longer and then tell you to fuck off when wow. you ask for $10,000. In Australia, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Due to racism. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she had one of those, you know – um, foreign accents that um, that bagged her a millionaire. How long and, um, did you do the job for? Uh, one afternoon. Oh! Yeah. And oh then I cried at a Starbucks and went home and never saw them again. Ah, uh, the American the experience. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, yeah. On You're that. going, yeah? yeah it's Randy, a great, great it, story. it was a nah. Oh. I'm so sorry. But point there for Zam. But some of it was true. You did do that job. Yes. So the millionaire well, part, the bagging of the millionaire was not true. Hang on a minute. But I did work for a weird guy in a leather vest. Um, I should have seen the warning signs. <laughs> who walked into the Blockbuster music store. Because in the States there was Blockbuster video and Blockbuster music. And I was working there. I was at the end of this three-month working visa that I had. And uh, he basically came up to me and said, I can't. Again, in retrospect, he was like, are you from Australia? Are you from Melbourne? I can tell the accent. And this is like a line, right? Like, he obviously, you yeah. know, he just hooked me in. He's like, oh, I've got to, you know, if you ever want some work, gave me a card. And I took a bus deep into the San Fernando Valley, which is the valley that everyone refers to in LA. But it goes forever. And I was right on the other end of it, far away from anyone that I knew. Um, and went to this strip mall where I called millionaires for an afternoon um, and, that, and they gave me the ones that had already told everyone before to fuck off so that I wouldn't uh, destroy any future contacts. So they basically, oh. you know, baptism of fire. I'm still stuck on how he knew you were from Melbourne. Did you say potato cake at any stage? <laughs> 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 I, that kidding. was the kicker. I'm confused. So it, it, it was a nah, but it was also a yeah. There was no story about people yeah, were like trying, to, trying to like, marry what the mil fuck millionaires. What was this round <laughs> called yeah, sort of yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's either a yeah or a nah. You can't have half a yeah and a bit of a nah. So, so this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the story is based on truth. You just got to ask them more questions, Randy. I'm sorry. Just have the games oh, played. Okay. Next time I'll ask which bits are true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now to Zan. Now Tom was once at a restaurant when the man at the table next to them complained about his steak that he'd already half eaten. The waitress doing her job said she would take it back to the chef and get a new one. Halfway through the second steak, he complained about it again and sent it back saying he wasn't going to pay for his meal and he left. When the waitress came to Tom's table, Tom and his partner said that guy was an arsehole and the girl started crying and said, the, the second steak is coming out of my pay. So Tom, the meanest man in showbiz, <laughs> paid for the steak. Yeah or nah? Which restaurant was it? <laughs> uh, it was, oh, I'm going to forget the name of it and I feel terrible. Gertrude Street in Fitzroy and it's really, it's Andrew McConnell's joint and it won heaps of awards and I've forgotten the name Cutler of it. Cutler & Co. Oh, so that's Co. an expensive steak. Yes. Okay. 
What time of day was it and how many wines have you had? It was the evening and because I was at a restaurant, I'd had a lot of wines. <laughs> because what else are you going to do? <laughs> had you already finished your meal? Uh, yes. We, we, were, we had finished... I don't eat dessert, right? So my wife and I, we normally just have Another more scoop. wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we got to the end. No scoop. He doesn't have any scoops. <laughs> no. yeah. So we got to the end and then they say, what do you want for dessert? And I say, a, a, another glass of Shiraz, please. So we were drinking red. Okay. And what was the waiter's name? Did you make friends with them? No. What was her hair they're, colour? They're, they're in service and I'm wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Why right. would I work out? Like, That's well, a give. That's I'm not going to see them again. <laughs> But you felt compelled to pay what they were going to lose in the I don't in the need to know their name to feel sorry for them. <laughs> I, I can be empathetic without being personal. I didn't want to fucking meet them again and go on a camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted them not to have a miserable night. I didn't need to know their name and their life story. Do you tip? Uh, yes, I do tip. What's your average? 10%, 15%, 20%? Uh, about, oh, I, I, I just sort of round up to a, a, a nice number that I like. Do you think that... In public, you're perceived as being an asshole, but in real life, you're actually a really nice guy. Everyone knows that I've got a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> the, secret, the secrets leaked long ago. Everyone knows that I'm horrible on TV and, and lovely in real life, unlike everyone else in the media, like yourself, Zan, <laughs> who pretends to be lovely on radio and is an absolute asshole backstage. The demands she was making at this poor, struggling venue, it was hard to listen to. I had to pay for all the drinks. She, was, she almost got three of the staff sacked before we started. But I took up the slack. I feel like my answer has changed in the last minute. Um, no, I'm going to say yes. I think it happened. Zan, you are correct. That is a true story. Yes. Point there for Zan. Yeah. Do you remember even telling me that? You told me that. No. You told I me don't. that. You and Ellie both told me that. That's your partner. Oh, it must Hang have on, just you told you you told no, Josh. It, it just Ellie would have told. Oh, right. Because there's a difference between doing something nice and then broadcasting that you've done it, isn't there? I, I oh, no, no, it was like it was live on um, uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you can even tell that's a lie. I don't, I don't know how to broadcast live on Instagram. Do no, you even I, call it broadcasting? Because I knew it was Cutler and Co. Because that's what started the conversation. Because I was going there. We'd probably just come from yeah, there or something. Yeah. yeah. And Ellie was like, make sure you had the steak and then you told me that story. Yes. And I never forgot it. And when people say, because, you know, in this, people say, especially being from Tassie, what's such and such like? What's such and such like? When they what's Tom Gleason like? I sometimes tell that story. Oh, well, that's nice. Do you, Thank do you, you want me to tell that story? <laughs> tell that story more often. There you and go. That would be good. But edit it out of this podcast. Okay. Because <laughs> I want it to be a slow leak. I don't no, want it to get out. I don't want it to get out quickly via this mass media event we're doing. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely be a slow leak on this podcast. Okay. All right, now to Tom. Now, Grace is scared of teenagers, especially when they're in groups on public transport. Two years ago, while waiting for a train, a large group of them were also waiting when she could feel them looking at her and laughing. She tried to ignore them but ended up making eye contact with them and saying, what? One of the kids then pointed at her and said, there's a bird on your head. <laughs> to which there was... Grace freaked out and then embarrassed, left the station and walked home. Yeah or nah? Wow. Are you not a teenager now? <laughs> how, how long have you not been a teenager for? I am 22, oh, four okay. years. And you're scared of people who are four years to younger than you? To be fair, I was scared of teenagers when I was a teenager. <laughs> okay. Right. They have a, a real sense of life and uh, like they don't think they're going to die and it frightens me greatly. <laughs> but it's just such a small gap in age difference. It's like me saying, I'm scared of people in their early 40s. <laughs> Wouldn't that be odd? I mean, I am. You guys sitting here jerking each other off about a steak tail. <laughs> I'm not in my 40s. <laughs> and I'm frightened of him. <laughs> there is five months to go. Okay? Five months. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Okay. So... I don't understand how you couldn't have known you had a bird on your head. I'm thinking did you, there must have been a hat because you'd feel the, the, the claws I have a lot of hair. walking around. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a lot well, I know I would know instantly. <laughs> I, I know that. So I, I'd even feel, I, I would even feel a, a bird thinking about landing on my head. <laughs> but, with, uh, but like still, there'd be a bit of... like. Birds weigh something. You'd feel the pressure of their little. Well, I was quite distracted because I was looking out the window, and we were like opposite the state library, and I was seeing this man who was sitting 
in front of the state library and he had a cigarette in one hand and two pigeons in one hand and I was just like sort of reminding myself that I'm not the main character <laughs> in that moment. I was like, this guy is absolutely protagonisting it up. <laughs> and I noticed that um, I was that experienced for a group of teens. <laughs> right, okay. And so why, why are you frightened of teenagers? Um, just their zest, um, <laughs> their lack of fear, um, mm. uh, their fashion sense. As you can see, I'm dressed like Anne of Green Gables. Um, <laughs> okay. We don't have a lot in common. <laughs> All right. So when teenagers, so they were they were laughing at you. Yes. And what? And does that take you back to high school? Is oh it yes. So I was like, oh, am I in a swim swimming pool changing room right now? What's going on? Mm. Yeah. And, and you remember that time wearing bathers and or swimmers? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just Very keeping good. it national there, Josh. Very good. Thank you. Very Tog. inclusive. I was wearing togs. I'm from Queensland. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was dealing with the majority of our All right. Okay, so I'm s I'm, I, can se I can sense the fear of the teenagers. That sounds definitely true to me. I just can't establish whether a bird could have landed on your head without you knowing it. That's the part I'm struggling with. What what bird was it? What kind of bird? Seagull. Seagull. Oh, they're pretty big. Mm. And they're noisy. A powerful bird. Like a bird cop. They're the cops of birds. <laughs> Do you have a chip on your head or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was wearing it like a beanie. Oh, okay. You left that out. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say... Melbourne, I was in a tram. I was wearing a beanie. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm feeling the story slide a little bit. First, it was because there was hair there. Now there's a beanie involved. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, nah. Tom, you are correct. That was not a true story. <laughs> See, Randy, that's how you ask the questions to get the full truth. So <laughs> the thing, like. Were, were, was there a man holding? Yeah, a that is true. And did you see that from a train? Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that bit wasn't in the question, though, was it? No, I just wanted to tell someone about it because I've never stopped thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, so Tommy got a point now to Grace. Now Randy was doing a family-friendly show at a music festival. Oh no! When the kids, <laughs> when the kids attending went crazy and stormed the stage. <laughs> They beat Randy up so bad that the next show, the festival had to employ security guards in case the kids came back for round two. <laughs> yeah or nah? What did you do to them? I encouraged them to do whatever they felt they wanted to do. Okay, that is number one problem. I, I see how this happened. I opened the set by saying, there's no rules, kids. <laughs> And they stormed the stage and beat the shit out of you. Every kid at every opportunity is waiting to storm a situation and you really gave them permission. Yes, I was a purple face to a little <laughs> ball. Not to victim blame you, but no, I... No, no, <laughs> please, please, victim blame. It was my own fault. What was the <laughs> show about? What, what's your family-friendly gear? Give oh us a great question. I had... Actually, I prepared something specifically for... It was like a f music festival, but it was family-friendly, obviously. So... Mm -hmm. I'd prepared like this thing where I was going to tell a story and I was going to get the kids to like do the sound effects and like shout ideas out and I was going to improvise. I had a little book, which they stole. They <laughs> stole my book. <laughs> they took it. I never got it back. It was a precious book. Um, and, uh, and at the start, I, I, they sort of came up and I said, oh, that's okay, you can come up. And then they all came up and then it got very out of control very quickly. <laughs> Violently out of control. And halfway through, getting the shit beaten out of me, like for about five minutes, they just were grabbing my face and all sorts <laughs> of things. And the stage manager came over and whispered to me, Sh should we do something about <laughs> <laughs> You said there are no rules. Yeah. The stage manager needed clearance. Yes, true, true. I Is this why you got a different kind of skin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little sticky fingerprints all over my face. You need something with less traction. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, More questions. <laughs> <laughs> How many children was it? Like on stage or in the in the tent? Yeah, total. Uh, probably about twenty. But how many, how many were a part of this? No, that's what I'm saying, about 20 on stage. Oh, the revolution was 20 yeah, kids. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it felt like more, but that was about <laughs> it. And I was behind a set, but I was enclosed. I had fabric all the way around, and they were behind me. They, were, they just went for it. 
It was not a good scene. It was a music festival called Lost Lands. Anne, familiar with Lost Lands Festival? I am. I'm surprised at that behaviour. It looks so um, picturesque and well-behaved. It's a festival where adults, will, their parents will bring their children going. It'll be fun to go to a music festival and we'll camp out in a paddock at Werribee Mansion with no trees, get shit-faced and then wake up the next day and have to deal with our children <laughs> at a music festival. So we'll give them heaps of sugar and then just let them watch Randy do comedy at midday. It's a great festival because when it's on, Brunswick and Northcote are just so clear to yeah. park wherever you totally. want. Yeah. You can go, you just park in, no, no yeah. one's going to take your spot. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, that's that happened. I think there was a conspiracy against you. There I think was. you were the fall guy. Yeah, and then the next day I had people yelling at children on my behalf. Get off the fucking stage! Because <laughs> <laughs> they all came going, we saw what happened yesterday! <laughs> Um, I'm going to say, yeah. Grace, you are correct. That is a true story. Yes, point there for Grace. Animals. Oh it was savage. God. There is footage of it on the internet, <laughs> I believe. Oh, great. Yeah. I'll link it to this episode. Yeah, do it. Me screaming. <laughs> Sit down! <laughs> it's, it's Give me back my book. Pretty much, yeah. All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Randy's on two points. Go for Randy. Zan on three points. Grace on five points, but still in lead on six points is Tom. Right, what do you get if you get the least amount of points? Well, What's the prize for the person who gets like two points? The studio episode that we just had had the least amount of points ever. So someone got minus two. <laughs> so that was Darren Hayes from Savage Garden. So he got minus two points. Okay. <laughs> do you know them, Grace? They before your time too? Like they're from Logan. So Did I'm someone say their name at the gig? Savage Garden? I like think probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, this is our final round. It's called Hoo Hoo. Hoo-hoo. In this round, I'll read out ten questions all about you four. If you think you know who it's about, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. A point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. It still is anyone's game. Here we go. Who, while on holiday, was laughed at by a German man for being poor? <laughs> Zan. Yes, Zan. Grace? No, it was Tom Gleeson. <laughs> I feel like I'm really pegging Grace into a Schittsville sort of territory Poor now. shamed now. Grace, Grace and I are not going to be friends after today, <laughs> let's be honest. Well, how long ago was this? Must have been a long time ago. It's been a long time <laughs> since you were Paul. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was in Venice. I went over there and I was paying for a pizza and I was just paying for it using. I was just using up coins. It was like twenty years ago. Yeah. And I was just. So I was just counting up some euro in coins. And while I was doing it, this German guy just next to me said, "Is that the last of your money?" <laughs> <laughs> and they just laughed in my face. He went, <laughs> Just laughed in my... And I was like, this is fucking outrageous. <laughs> what if it was the last of my money? I'm just like, yeah, good one, mate. <laughs> it just stayed with me. Question two. Who was arrested for trespassing in LA? Grace. Yes, Grace. Zan. No, it was Randy. A point off Grace there. Yeah. What are you doing, Randy? Uh, I was on the back lot of Universal Studios in Burbank, California, and thought it would be hilarious to shoot a little impromptu comedy sketch on the set of uh, War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> now that's comedy. <laughs> Did not go down very well. <laughs> they, uh, they held us for like a few hours in a little room and I didn't have any ID on me. It was a bad scene. It was a bad scene. But yeah, that, that happened but to they me. But they let you out then? They point? did, yes. And here I am to tell yes. the hilarious <laughs> tale. <laughs> Next question. Who once got caught shoplifting and was sent home in the back of a divvy van? Randy. Yes, Randy. Zan. You are correct. Yes, Shit. there was a point there for Randy. <laughs> yes. Shit. What were you stealing? Um, I think I was stealing... Remember... Oh, no, how old is everyone in here? We range in ages. Um, I'm not yet 40. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a period of time in the 90s where you could buy these magazines that were like smash hits but they were from overseas and they had like posters of cute boys and so stuff So we should in them. go back a little bit. They're like a PDF but printed out. <laughs> 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 so Grace is involved. Thank you. <laughs> They were very expensive. They were like $7 and um, I think I was shoplifting magazines to get cute pictures of, of boys with my friend Naja. And um, yeah, we got caught by a, a secret shopper that actually exists. It was at Safeway in Moody Ponds, now known as Woolworths. For anybody who remembers, remembers, remembers Safeway. Yeah. 
Um, and we got caught by a secret shopper and they basically just wanted to scare us. But I always remember that the metal chair, like the bench seat in the back of the Divi van, just popped in and out like a jar lid. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It's the only time I've been in the back of a Divi van and we're just like popping. And after a while, it just got funny. I'm like, oh, no. But then I was also hiding from people I knew in my suburb in case they saw me in the back of the Divi van. That I would have be been like 13. That would have been so cool, though, to get It wasn't cool. Off. It was terrifying. I was like, oh, my God, cool. I've got a criminal record. I'm never going to get into university. That was my fear. I was a nerd. I was once in a Divi van, but the guy, this is a tr like, I was waiting for a tram, and the cops pulled up and said, hey, this was years ago, you're the guy from the TV. And I said, yeah, I was then. And um, <laughs> they said, do you want a lift? Where are you going? And I said, I'm going into the city. It was the last night of the comedy festival. I said, oh, well, jump in. And... They said, oh, go in, the, go in the back and we'll open the window up. And then they wouldn't drop me off at the front of Bob Bar. I, I was going to Bob and they wouldn't drop me off there because they said, no, we don't want to be seen that we're giving you a lift. So we're going to drop you. I'm like, yeah, it's so much cooler if I'm dropped off at the <laughs> after party <laughs> in a cop car. That's so much cooler. You were kidnapped. <laughs> it's not like they can even get jokes though because why do they throw you in the back? It's there was no seat in the front. I wasn't going to sit on their lap. <laughs> 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 All right, next question. Who here hated the show Avenue Q? Zan. Yes, Zan. Randy? Yes, it was Randy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zan, yes. Uh, the stereotype paid off then, didn't <laughs> it, Randy? <laughs> it did on that occasion. Yes, I'll yeah. take that one. What, what, what didn't you like about it? Uh, the jokes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> the script. Yep. The songs. Yep. The humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact you could see the humans was off-putting. Didn't like that. The fact that kids now expect you to sing or they'll storm the totally. stage. <laughs> and the fact that after it, every even to this day, it comes up in interviews. Oh, boy. Time. You must love that show. Or podcasts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Who here was once bitten on the leg by a swan? Randy. Yes, Randy. Grace. <laughs> yes, it was Grace. Yes. yes! <laughs> uh, first question. Did you notice it happening? <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't. I was. Uh, <laughs> you had a beanie on? Yeah. Your ankle? <laughs> I was trying to listen to an audio guide at the Rainbow Springs Nature Park in Rotorua, New Zealand. And then I looked down and there was a swan just attached to my thigh. <laughs> I was about eight years old. And I immediately started running. <laughs> and the swan stayed attached. <laughs> Was what was the ratio of you to swan? Like oh, the swan was like up to the here on me. I was like, I'm mostly swan at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new master. <laughs> Someone sees you and goes, is that, is that Bjork? Oh, no. Oh, no that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Next question. Who once banged their head on a pool so hard their hair fell out? <laughs> Randy. Yes, Randy. Tom. Yes, you are correct. Yes. <laughs> No, not currently. Like, <laughs> what happens now is natural. It, I was six when it happened. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts? Like, where? It was like a, like it was the, uh, What happened was I, I, I jumped in the pool. I did a backflip, hit my head on the side, and then it felt soft on top. And I thought that was my brain. Yeah. It would have been swelling, and forgot about it. And then <laughs> I was. My mother was painting the ceiling, and I walked in, and she was standing on top of a ladder. She looked down. And she goes, "Oh, you've got a little bald patch," and it was like at the size of a twenty cent piece. Just a little bit of because the hair had just fallen out from, yeah. the, from where it hit my head. Um, but my mother, sent next time I went to the barber, sent me in and said, now, you know how you've got your bald patch on top of your head? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she goes, you know how you're a bit embarrassed about it? I was like, yeah. She goes, well, just when you go in, just say to the hairdresser just to leave a little bit long on the side so you can comb it over <laughs> to cover it. <laughs> and I didn't, hadn't heard of comb overs because yeah. I was six, and I went in and I very politely and quietly said, I've got a little bald patch on my head <laughs> uh, can you just leave some hair a little bit long on the side so you can comb it across and the entire salon burst into laughter <laughs> my mother said as she was walking down the street she could hear the laughs from the salon did she know she, she knew she was setting you up yes yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> she was setting me up big time but I only realised that like you know ten yeah. years ago <laughs> next question who here has hung out with a beetle as in a from the band. Randy. Be yes, Randy. Zan? Yes, it is Zan. Yes, there's a point there for Randy. Music journalist. Which yeah. one? Paul McCartney. Oh. Yes. Sorry. It's obviously there's only one Paul in the band. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> 
Was he was he great? Was it actual face to face? Yes. It was when he toured here, was it twenty seventeen? To end of twenty seventeen, the first time he'd been here in twenty five years. And he did a couple of interviews and one of them was my Take Five podcast. Um, and it was freaking incredible. He was so nice. He was just super charming. Did he give you a thumbs up? He loves a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he gave me a thumbs up from memory, but what he did do was, because we were there for hours, we basically had to be there ready for when Paul had finished doing his sound check. And we knew he was coming and there was they basically um, said, oh, look, Paul's coming. He's just going to get changed and he'll come in. And everyone had to clear the hallways. Not in a diva way, just in a, you know, a lot of people would stop him and say hello. And so I was just waiting in the side room and my heart's beating. Because, you know, like anyone who loves music, loved the Beatles and was freaking out. And he, I was just sitting there in the room and then he just pops in, even though I'm not expecting him. He's like, hey, Zan. I'm not going to try and do a Liverpudlian accent, <laughs> by the way. It's like, hey, Zan, how you going? I'm Paul. And I'm like, <laughs> And then the interview started after that. Great. But um, he was amazing. He was just so charming and lovely and um, life highlight. Well, okay. So as an interviewer, though, so you've got to interview Paul McCartney. So... And you're aware that he's done a few. Yeah. So how do you, how did you approach not being uh, cliched or boring? I didn't ask him if he remembered touring Australia in the 50s because oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, well, he's done a few things since did, then. Did Sorry, get, 60s, I should say. Did you get him to taste Vegemite and say, what no. do you think? <laughs> what do you think? How much do you love Australia? Yeah. I, I, I basically got rid of all those questions. I asked him about his music and weirdly he said one of the reasons he did he chose to do the Take 5 was because no one ever asks him about his music. Yeah. Which I think is obviously they do elements, but I think that when you speak to someone who's had such a huge impact on your life, some interviewers talk about their experience of someone's creative life. Yeah. And I just talked about him, talked about Kanye, talked about all kinds of shit. It was great. I I would have started with other Paul McCartney's I found around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Also a good icebreaker. Next question. Who, as a kid, was convinced that one day they would end up with dysentery? <laughs> Tom. Yes, Tom. Grace. You are correct, yes. It was Grace, yes. I feel like a theme's emerged I and I just joined I've the dots. I've been set up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why did you think you'd get dysentery? Well, um, I was a scout for ten years and... Um, Who here is shocked by that news? <laughs> <laughs> I went to two jamborees, and the first jamboree, before you go on jamboree, you have to go on pre-jamboree camp, which is where they teach you how to be on jamboree, which includes washing your clothes in a bucket with a lid with a plunger through the top of the lid, and you go like this, and then you wash your clothes. I just think you should pack more clothes. It's only a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about... um, But basically, they just terrified us about dysentery. They're like, if one of you gets dysentery, the whole camp gets shut down. I'm very familiar with quarantine practices. (laughs) And I just thought, because they talked about it so much, I was like, I guess everyone just gets dysentery <laughs> eventually. Has anyone on the panel ever had dysentery? Uh, no comment. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I did um, during World War One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was tricky. It's not a common illness. <laughs> and our final question for the game, whose first gig was for a workplace bullying video? That was their first... Zan. Yes, Zan. Tom. No, it was Randy. Oh, it went off Zan there, yeah. That's well. a half-truth. It was actually a live show. A live show? It was like a... Sh- it was like a uh, we wrote a show, a musical, about workplace bullying <laughs> and went out to insurance companies and sang them songs about <laughs> not being a bully <laughs> and it didn't go very well. <laughs> It must have been tricky because it sounds like the show would have been inviting ridicule. (laughs) So the audience would have been very hamstrung. Therein was the difficulty (laughs) in the show continuing. And ten years later, they sent their kids to the Lost Lands to get payback (laughs) and get back. (laughs) Hey, at the end of the 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 game, the scores are Zan Rowe, two points. Go for Zan. Grace Jarvis on four points. Randy Feltface on six points, but our winner on seven points is Tom Gleason. Yes. You won, Tom. <laughs> One of life's winners. Hey, because.
because you when you can promote whatever you want to promote first. Oh, that's okay. That's what you get to promote. Well, Hard Quiz is back in the studio and we need a live audience. So if you want to come along and watch Hard Quiz get recorded, we're back in the studio in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, just go to go to my Facebook page. Great. And what days is the shoot? Wednesdays and Fridays every every fortnight. But now until about April. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And if you haven't got tickets tonight, uh, Tom's here as well doing stand-up. So if you're in the room and you want to come see him again do stand-up, yes. come again. Uh, Zan, where can people find and see you? Um, on Double J every weekday morning and on the Bang On podcast and the Take 5 podcast. Excellent. Thank you. Bang On with me, Paul Hurst. And Grace, where can people find you? Um, I do not have a career, but <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I am on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm at Grace Jarvis Ono on Twitter and Instagram and I'm doing stand-up here tonight, so Great. stick around. And Randy, where can people find that you? Ki- that counts as a career. Oh. Yeah, you're on the stage here Thank this you. evening. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm releasing a special and an album soon, and d- I'll be at the Comedy Festival and Adelaide, if anyone... Oh, yeah, I'm at Comedy Festival as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, look at you go! <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you give up for all the guests today? Well, as they leave the stage, you can go now if you want. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.